Support for this podcast comes from Walgreens. Let's start with everyone out there who loves a good story. Now, narrow it down to all those passionate podcast listeners who are dedicated to living their best life. That's you, right? Well, Walgreens created a new, easier way to shop, save, and stay well just for you. It's called My Walgreens. And when you join, you'll discover personalized deals, instantly earn unlimited rewards, and receive real-time local health alerts. Join for free at MyWalgreens.com. Exclusions apply. Hello, everybody. We are back here on another episode of Classic Black Dude. Today on the show, Will Miles and Tenny fucking DeForest. <laughs> the guy. We hosted a show in New York City mm. called Comedy at the Knitting Factory every Sunday for four straight years. Except five, right? one. Oh, no, four, yeah. Four straight years. Yeah. We were there five. We had a show before that, motherfuckers don't know. Called Two Black Dudes. And an open microphone. Open at Stand Up Labs. At Stand, Stand Up, up Labs. Labs. I was the open mic. Yes. yes. <laughs> but, we had a poster. Uh, Mateo did the poster. We've we been, man, we've been doing this we shit. We had fucking long... Ali Wong on well, there. Man, we prophesied, too. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. I yeah. think about that sometimes, yeah. man. That's like, that's like that weird... That's the stuff that gives me like optimism about life is when you say something and it yeah. happens. It's like we're on the in the moving truck on the way to New York. I'll never forget this. Clark said out loud, "Man, how crazy would it be if Hannibal got too famous to run any factory? Just yeah. gave us the show." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cut to one year, one year one later. later. Yeah, and it happened. Yeah, and it was insane. It was. I mean, it was the best. It really was. Like, this, there's been enough distance in like I processed everything with the show. Of course. That when I look back, man, it's like it's all smiles, warm yeah, feelings. Yeah, it was a great time. It was the best, man. It really was weekly church. It was Sunday. It was, everything about it, it felt that way to me. Yeah, I felt. I was talking to Will about like, man, I do. Hey, this ain't even a humble brag. This is a brag. I feel like in the history of New York comedy, we definitely are mentioned in it. I yeah. think so, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the history of New York stand-up comedy, no matter where it is, if you're really talking about an anthology, a history of it, like, to be that consistent for four years, whatever you may have think quality-wise, quantity-wise, that's unfuckwittable. And uh, Hannibal gave us a great opportunity with it. I'm, I've had my moments, but I'm so glad that we did it. Oh, yeah, for I sure. wanted to leave New York the day we got there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Kenny he... talked me out of it. Yeah. It you know well, what? to 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 be fair the day we got there we did uh, have to sleep in an abandoned warehouse oh yeah that's true too <laughs> yeah. it did get off to a rock and start <laughs> yeah and absolutely. then we were racially profiled and a bunch of shit happened oh, yeah. within the first and week. then my my white yeah. guilt I came in it came in with my white guilt on ten yeah you know we got racially yeah. profiled out of an apartment because it was me and three black guys yeah and uh, we'll be honest it was probably more the three black guys yeah, yeah. we were doing the, the heavy lifting yeah we carried the couch yeah. <laughs> 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 oh my god <laughs> that's, a, that's a hell of a start to anything yeah, yeah. Oh i just want to throw kenny off that's yeah, yeah. such a good joke though uh well well played yeah and then we got the place of course because yeah. you know my parents had guarantors. It was like a white privilege. Yeah, it was oh, a yeah. white privilege. Uh, it was like a. It, it was, was a crash course. It was, it was so for, many for bad good use, though. Yeah. What your name was on the list? That's what you do with your privilege. That's what you do with your privilege. Your name was on the list. You're the reason why I got there. They you were like, I mean? "Does anyone in the? Does anyone here have good credit?" And I was like, 
Should I have a credit card? Yeah. <laughs> Are you, you mean, telling me I can do that? You mean me per se yeah. or someone who's my parent? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. also no. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, they're talking. They're asking for you. <laughs> they're asking for you. <laughs> my parent is Kenny DeForest. <laughs> I know him. Uh, so he got off to a crazy start, yeah. man. The, there was a gas leak in our apartment. You're like, oh, Kenny, yeah. you're like uh, Kenny say the line. I walk in and just go, do you know who my father yeah. is? Yeah. There he is. Say, See, he's here. Say, he's with us. Say what you thought you. Use Use the game. What yeah. do we say? Use the uh, use. It's set up for you. Yeah. Whatever. Use your privilege. Use your privilege to help others, man. Um, and it was it was wild, man. We lived together, uh, hung out. Like it was just like oh, the gas leak. Were you talking about when we found out that the our landlords have been siphoning heat from yeah. the neighboring building? Yes. We had no heat. <laughs> we had no heat because when we moved in. Gas was working fine. I'm cooking pancakes, whatever, and then it just stopped. And uh, <laughs> a month later, when they replied to our email, <laughs> yeah, to tell us that, oh yeah, we uh, when when what the people across from us moved out, so they turned off the gas, which means it turned off our gas because he like split a wire and was taking gas, which might I say is very unsafe. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> how dangerous must it be to split like, a gas we're wire? St- we're stealing <laughs> to kill ourselves earlier. Yeah, exactly. It was so dangerous. <laughs> like shit like, like, okay, living, first of all, living anywhere with gas and also lived in the basement with no windows, yeah, okay. which has been clinically proven to yes. drive people insane. Yeah. I'm Nelly Blind in the basement, yes, no windows. Because you wake up and you don't know what, fuck, if, if your phone is dead, you don't know what time it is. Yeah. You don't know what you miss. Yeah. It was scary. Proven. It was. Which also goes back to and public then, school classrooms. And then our place kept flooding. Uh, yeah. We had a drain in the backyard that was clogged. The landlords just didn't care. Like, New York, you don't even know your landlord. You don't know who it is. You don't know where they are. Yeah. You can't just, like, you text them, and if they don't text you back, you're like, I guess I don't have a landlord. Yeah. And also, then, it's like, can, te- we, can we text five th- towns? How do we text so, five towns? That's so silly. This is my <laughs> livelihood. I got to text you? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. People and then, and then they'd, the be like, they'd be like, you text them, they're like, well, you haven't paid rent this month. It's like, it's five days late. And yeah. also- the drain is clogged, and there's a flood, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you want to preserve your building? And then yeah. they don't. They don't. So you're care. gonna kill they us because would, we're late. Dude, when we moved out, that I, I mean, I think I told you this, but um, I found black mold in the basement because yep. if you, they they did nothing to demoisture. We, we did what we could, but we don't yeah. know what we're doing. And black mold amplifies pretty much any. If you have any mental health shit going on, if you're if you're mentally healthy, yeah. it can black make you depressed. Black mold can kill you. Yeah. It can kill you. And you know, I'm predisposed predisposed to anxiety depressive episodes stuff like that and black mold in the air i've never felt by the end of when i moved out of that place i felt like i had survived something like yeah, yeah i limped out of there yeah. and i was in therapy i mean like that place broke me down it was a it was a it was a mad dash to get out of that apartment yes yeah like it was just it, we just looked around and also people when people visited us they really couldn't believe that we kind of lived like that. I know. You know and, what I mean? But they After still had while, to stay with us. They, <laughs> still, they didn't have anywhere to stay, <laughs> yeah. yet yeah. they were judging. We had uh, anywhere, I think, who who had the joke? We, anywhere from four to six rooms. Four, that was me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, we had set, like, people, anything happened. It's like, we immediately what happened? let Something people move to in, too. You can live with us for two months, sure. Yeah. Whatever you need. Yeah, you're moving to New York, come live with us for two months. That <laughs> we, we had the most, like, disrespectful, uncomfortable couch. Yes. In the history of apartments, too. That that was nothing. No. It was terrible. You brought that couch from Chicago. I brought that couch from Chicago. I was so glad oh, yeah. when we got a new one. I know. But 
Oh, it's that terrible. Guy, it was just a fucking rectangle. It was well. Think about when I bought it too. I bought it right out of college with like the first check, so I think it was two hundred bucks. Really? So, that yeah. much? Yeah. I mean, it might have even been less. It was like I need a couch quick. Yeah, I just and need I have a couch. zero dollars, so I need to. This first check has got to go to at least a couch that I'm going to sleep on. Then the next check will be a bed. It w- <laughs> <laughs> Mike Birbigli has a great joke. Did y'all see his special about couches and beds? He's just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Couch is a bed that hugs you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you prefer that? And like beds are like, I'm not even going to be on the floor. I need, <laughs> I need to be raised up. I need a box underneath me just to touch the floor. <laughs> so funny, Mike Birbiglia. Um, it, we could spend a whole episode talking about like the good and ups and downs. Yeah, of New York that was City. crazy. I just my issue with always, and this for anybody with artists out there thinking about moving um, to either coast, like you should visit and you know. What city do you glamorize the most? Yeah. And I think that if you glamorize something, you really want to be in a place, then you can look past a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't like New York as a city to live in, I noticed everything. Yeah. It's shit. Plenty of shit I'm ignoring in LA, but I want to be here. Yeah. Yeah, You know what I mean? So I can look past. Yeah. Shit, like I be, I be giving liars like you know credence and shit because I'm just like happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. and I it's think, gonna be less shit that's <laughs> gonna hurt that. I honestly think I was in the that with New York. So more. was I here. Because, of course, yeah. Because yeah. for yeah. me, it was so exciting growing up in like such a white Midwestern place, being yeah. okay. in like the cultural center of the world. Right, was bananas to me. Yeah, like yeah. like having access to that many cultures was mind blowing. And being mm. on the train with that many cultures was just like this fucking rules. Yeah. Okay. And it took a while for that to. It took a while for the shit of living there to catch up with the amazement of what I was seeing. Yes. Right, right, right. And yes. and like the vibe and the feeling of it all. Like you know, like driving through like, uh, just like a parade. It's like a cultural parade, and you didn't even know what was going on that day. Yeah. And it's like. Every day, like, this parade. is like the West Indies parade. Yeah, and it's yeah. like West Indians dance, and you're like, "This is awesome!" Yeah. There's like drums, and you're like, "Yeah!" It's like a million people. You're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just walking so by. That stuff was incredible. I loved stumbling into the Beastie Boys MCA something. Like it was a free benefit for MCA. Really? To like, yeah, there was a lot of and that. And it's like, I, was just, like, I was just walking. Me and this Julie is in were just Bushwick? Walking. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. In this Bushwick <laughs> yeah. Uh, department. So that part was cool. Yeah. But then also, like, just the feeling of, like, very clearly being a gentrifier was, yeah. it, it, that weighed on me, too. By the end, I was like, because I was living, like, in deep bed and I was like, this is goofy. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and, like, right. it was just goofy. I was walking around, like, it's not that I felt unsafe. I was just like, this just feels bad. Yeah. And yeah. I don't I like wrong. this. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I was like on a block. There was like project buildings on each end of my block. And then I'm in the building with like the iPad to enter. And I'm like, this is. Yeah. That's how I feel now sometimes in my. Uh, I live in a place here in LA and there's like a key fob and all this shit. But I have to walk past like the church and there's a huge uh, homeless. Community in Koreatown. Yeah. So, like, I do feel that, like, white guilt, <laughs> it knows no race. You I know. know. It's true. It's true. It, it, it can happen to anybody. Yeah. Especially considering, like, yo, they're not just canceling white dudes. Like, we, every everybody can be wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? They can have that feeling. I feel like that's one of the things that, uh, I don't know, like, I didn't, I didn't see a lot of multiple host shows in, uh, in New York, but I don't <laughs> know a lot of comedy history either. 
Uh, Kenny's dying. Yeah, and, uh, I think invite them up was multiple hosts. Invite them up, and uh, then um the and show Jenny showed Jenny's uh, yeah and like Jenny uh, Slate and like yeah. uh, cake shop like yeah, early yeah, yeah. John and Jacqueline and them yeah. would go up together. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but three, yeah, 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 I hadn't seen. Yeah, before. that's true. Um, and it was just mostly because the story how it happened was I was uh I had open for Hannibal at Rutgers. And uh, I was in the back seat. We were checking the car back, and uh, he looked at his phone, and then he looked at me and said, "Y'all want to take over Nick?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> and then I, I no, I actually texted you guys first. Yeah, yeah. I texted you guys first to see if you guys were interested. I and, think I was uh, laying down, and I, I immediately stood up. <laughs> when <you> texted that. <laughs> You're a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and then Will came in and goes, Kenny, are you sitting down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that Flintstone twinkle toe yeah. noise. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Our life's about to change. Yeah. He came, he came in, my tongue my tongue was on the floor. That's exactly Things are gonna be different now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, do- I dove into a pile of gold like <laughs> Scrooge McDuck <laughs> we'll be right back on Classic Black Dude the guests Will Miles Kenny DeForest I'm the host Clark Jones aka Posh Strickland we'll be right back support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies at CDWG we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging like me switching to decaf gotta do it don't want to do it but gotta do it whoa slow down friend CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility do it do it have you done it is it done yet why isn't it done yet IT orchestration by CDWG people who get it find out more at CDWG.com slash Dell EMC What's up, everybody? I'm Graham Bunn. So excited to introduce you to Country Shine, where we're talking all things country music. That's right, and I'm Cameron Irwin, co-host and resident country girl at Tinseltown, here to welcome you to the family. Every Tuesday, we'll update you on the latest in country music, culture, and community. And on Fridays, I'll bring on country musicians and all the biggest names in the game. It's a gathering, and we want you here. You can listen to Country Shine with me, Graham Bunn, for free right here on Spotify. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Binge on 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, and everything from hit movies to the latest news, comedy, live sports, and more. Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, or Fire TV and start watching now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. Support for this podcast comes from American Express, who is proud to be backing 100 black women entrepreneurs like Reese Scott, who founded a boxing community for women. Boxing helps women and girls to build their confidence. Or Taylor Long, who founded a clothing brand for all. Everyone should have access to the same style of clothing, no matter their size. 100 black women entrepreneurs. 100% backing of American Express business. Meet the 100 at AmericanExpress.com slash 100 for 100. This is Comedy Space Jam here yeah. on Classic Black Dude, the history of uh, how, we, how we, our time in New York. Yeah. And uh, well, we did it. It was just like it didn't, nobody, nobody told us, hey, the three of you have to go up. 
but we were just like, this is just what we're going to do, yeah, man. And we're just going to keep. Rarely do I like believe in something to see it all the way through. Well, and you know, <laughs> and for me but, too, for me too, like, because I had never gone up with you guys. So, class, or, uh, Two Black Dudes in an Open Mic, classic Black Dude in a Mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two Black Dudes in an Open Mic was a show in Chicago that Will and Clark ran together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was a monthly open mic. It was definitely like one of the most popular in the city, if not the most at the time. Yeah. It was a like big deal. And, uh, I always watched you guys, and then the Putter Boss would host with Beth and entertain yeah. Julia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, there was another show with so three. There was a three yeah. host show. Yeah, and, and, Chicago, but I would watch. Chicago. I would watch that jealously because yeah, I was like, yeah. "That looks so fun, <laughs> and what a fun way to generate material because this pressure's not on you. You can throw out a premise, you can give your take on it, and yeah. then you have someone there. If it's not bombing, it keeps the energy up for the show. Yeah, but you you could host well without using material that you already know is good. Will, so Will, I was like, that's awesome. Will had a perfect analogy. What was the thing about party? It's like a party. It's a party on stage that the crowd is invited to. Yeah. It's like, it's less, we're not like, I didn't feel like we were catering to the crowd. It was just what we would normally say. It's as, joking around as, as friends. It's, yeah. It's just how we talk to each other. It's pressure off on both sides. Yeah. And that uh, the audience isn't, and they should, trust me, we're trying to make people laugh. Yeah, oh yeah. But the audience doesn't feel like, they have to laugh at anything. If we find it funny, we're already enjoying it. Yeah, yeah we already, we're already supporting each other, so if the audience isn't really with it, you, yeah. your confidence isn't shattered. Yeah, exactly. Because your two friends exactly. are there, like, you know, with you supporting what you're saying. And, and then when th they are supporting it, it's like, man, we are really funny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that's why it's so great. That's when you know people really know each other, like a John and Kate. Yeah, uh, John Early and Kate Berlant when they ran their thing together, the Putter Boys, Jenny, sisters, Jenny uh, Gabe and, and yeah, uh, Max Jenny Gabe, yeah. yep, and Max Silvestri. Uh, you can you can tell that you can't like it, it's funny, man. It's such a the city. You know why? Because I feel like I brought that up because afterwards, I feel like I start to see more. And even if it's one who said like, "Yo, you influenced us," that's all yeah. I need. I don't need, I ain't trying to say we changed comedy. Definitely not. I'm saying if we influence one thing, then you're doing the work. Yeah. If yeah, anybody yeah. says I was influenced by you, you're doing the work. That's what means something to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you should be doing something that somebody can be like, I might take that. Yeah. yeah try if you're that, not, yeah. you should, you're not doing fun. it right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, even, yeah, definitely. Even in like, you know, people who are successful and the strategies of comedy, like you should, you got to produce something that can be replicated. Yeah. yeah. That's how you have that late leave it, that lasting impact. Yeah. There's, there's people who write jokes where you're like, the way you wrote that is so like Roy Wood Jr.'s one where like, I'll see the way he wrote and crafted and performed a joke. And I'll be like, that was so good. I'm gonna break that down and try to do that myself. Where it's like, oh, I'm not going to yeah. do your joke, but I'm going to, the way you crafted that, I saw it from start to finish. I'm going to take that strategy at least and see yeah. if I can do it. That's a humble. It's just a writing exercise. Yeah. That's a that's such a humble ass uh, compliment you just gave him. Because <laughs> you were willing, like comics don't want to admit that they are influenced by things. Right. Oh, of course. Yeah. Unless it's like, this is what we'll do. We'll be like, we'll say, we'll, we'll acknowledge someone who influenced us so wildly popular. Mm -hmm. And it's like, of course you were influenced by Chris Rock. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, what got you in the car? Oh, man, you mean like uh, Richard Pryor. Like, of, co of course. Yeah, but like, yeah. When you can, I posted something about that a long time ago of like millennial comics saying their biggest influences were Carlin and Pryor. I'm like, there's no way they were your <laughs> yeah, biggest no influences. No. I'm you are you are 25 years old. Yes. Yeah. Like I'm I, saying, you went back and watched it and loved it, 
and they yeah. influence the people that influenced you. But give an honest answer, like because no one now is going to be like Dane Cook. But yeah. that's honestly yeah. me. That's what it one was. of my earliest influences was Dane Cook's first album. Like Mike Kaplan is an influence. If we're being honest, on me, yeah, yeah, not yeah. in my style or whatever, but just like he just seemed <laughs> like he just showed me a, a stand up, a successful stand up comedian who didn't look a certain way yeah. or whatever. It was something about him that I could just rel- it was smart too. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, you could be smart and like very that. silly and yeah. like not. Yeah. Like, you know, he's not, Mike's not going up and trying to have the hottest take of the day. Nope. Same just, as, yeah. You know, it's like he's just, he's just being very funny in a very Mike way. It's yeah. Very unique. That's the other thing. I like people, like I've told Mike Leibovitz yeah. this before. I'm like, you know what I love about Mike? If you, if you try to do a Mike Leibovitz set, it would be preposterous. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. the only person that yeah. can do what he's doing. Yeah. You know, like that, I, I respect that. I think that's cool. Dion Cole is like I, that. For I was me. just yeah. about to say it's that. Just the way just he tells jokes, his jokes are so funny without. It, that's the yeah. one. That's my one. That's who's had the biggest uh, influence. If I if I do something like Dion, I know I'll get a laugh. Yeah, same. You yeah. know what I mean? Like absolutely. Like yeah, I just I just Dion. They call it, that's a very specific verb for people. You'll make a verb out of a comedian's name if you know. Up there, Hannibaling, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Hannibaling. There's a lot of Hannibaling. Yeah, yeah. He was Cat. He was Cat Williams in yeah. up there. Oh man. Yeah. He was Chappellein. He yeah. was Chappellein up there. Hitting but it's a, it's a diss because you're saying you're not doing it as good as this person, but you tried to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Try to go up there like you feel like oh, I'm as big as Chappelle. And That's why not. it's all writing. Performance-wise, Damon Wayans is probably my biggest influence. Just interesting. In, I'm not doing it, but it's <laughs> watching just, him is like I'm like, yeah, that guy. Well, he's the reason I like kind of got into comedy in the first place. Yeah, your well, inspiration to 14. get up is yeah. different. Yeah, uh, but it's like him and Chappelle. He came out when I was 14. Uh, I think it was called The Last Stand, and I was like, that shit is incredible. Damon Wayans' Last Stand, which he supposedly get, did stand up for the last time. Oh, yeah, that's That was right. supposed to be it. That's another big comedian thing, is yeah. retiring and unretiring. Yeah. yeah. Many, many times over yeah. the span of a career. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one no one who has stayed retired has ever announced it. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah they're no. just gone. Yeah, they're yeah. just like, what happened to, uh, you know. Where's that? Eddie? You know, yeah. Yeah. you know, what happened to, you know. There, <laughs> yeah. Retiring. <laughs> but just his ability to go into a character, Rel does it now. Rel does his last special is great. His, I love man, little Rel. Oh, going into going into <laughs> a uh, going into a bit, and then doing a character for that long. That's something I watch Damon Wayans do, where it's like he'll bring up a premise and be like, and then the preacher said, and then just do that for a while and just destroy. That's what Rel did in his last special with his, the preacher. Are you getting chucked up? <laughs> <laughs> but I watched Damon do that with, I uh, forget, there was like two or three different characters. He did the old, yeah. the old lady wave off too. Good thing this Excuse is going to be on YouTube. Yeah. Hey, with, the, with, the, oh, with the preacher? Oh. Oh, man. Child, please. Give me a minute. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, with the, he did the preacher. Damon, mm. I think it was even doing, he was even doing Damon Jr. on that special. But we didn't know Damon Jr. at the time, obviously. He was our age. But he was like talking about him as a fourteen year old and being and the the shit he was doing. I'm like, that's incredible. Just keep doing that for that long. I know you really mean what you're saying because you're talking through the jokes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get no, this no, out. I'm gonna get this, po- I'm gonna get this point off. Roast me all you yeah, want. Yeah, I'm gonna get this out. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. So anyway, and then he was with his son. And it was, I think it was a second special. It was like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, my outfit, whatever, whatever. So like, then he did uh, the last stand, and that's when I knew. Yeah, this hat is ridiculous. But that's when I knew Damon. Yeah, and Damon Wayans Jr. Yeah. <laughs> that's when I knew that I was a big fan. <laughs> 
Me, uh, uh, me and Kitty <laughs> just <laughs> laughing our ass off. Um, we, uh, we, uh, yeah, man, we've been through a lot with this, and uh, I, I'm, I'm always hesitant to, uh, I don't know, breed B2, whatever, on the show, but what's real is real, and one of the, you see, we have a lot in common. We've been working together for a long time, and the biggest, latest thing that, you know, find out come to find out we're all sharing is we both have had a parent affected by cancer all three. Yeah. yeah all three uh me and kenny and will we're all mom's boys like our moms are kind of interchangeable <laughs> just all uh i would i could see this the where the comedy part of uh kenny's mom has translated to kenny same thing with will and you know i, w- I think you would see that uh if you ever hung around my mom too but um I don't know. How you guys dealing with that? I don't even want to direct us in any direction. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I, I am feeling very good now. She uh, rang the bell, so she's done yeah. chemo, radiation. She's now How in the long recovery it? process. It was about a year, of, okay. almost almost a pretty much a full year. Okay. Um, it was supposed to be more like eight months, but, you know, things change. Things get yeah. delayed. They had to yeah. slow down a little in the middle. Yeah. The time thing is the craziest part. White blood count, white blood yeah. count all that stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, it was it was real scary a couple of times. She had some emergency room visits and stuff. And But, you know, I'm a, I, you know how I am. I'm a glass half full. I'm always trying to find the Absolutely. bright side. I'm an optimist. Yeah, I try to be anyway. I fight, my own, I fight my own cynicism as much as I can anyway. And this process ultimately has actually really killed a lot of that in me man because people people really show up when you when the chips are down i feel mm-hmm. and at least at yes least they do when when uh when my mom and when it was announced publicly like knitted hats just started showing up at the house like oh, you know people great. just yeah. made her hats and yeah. uh flowers were showing up from my friends from my dad's yeah. friends yeah. from her friends yeah. uh and then my dad started sharing the journey on Facebook, and we're talking like hundreds of comments, people sending messages yeah. of encouragement. Yes, you know when my mom's getting out of chemo, they're going out to eat. There's a bottle of wine waiting for them. Like, let's mm. go! They got banners up. I mean, it was crazy. The, uh, it was crazy. What do you call it? The links strengthened, or the uh, you know the ranks came together. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so people really rallied around my mom, and it it made me feel good about our species. And uh, through all the through all the through all the crap that we deal with, man, it's not great. Uh, seeing that was like, yeah, we're worth fighting for, you know. And uh, but mom's doing great, man. She's a warrior, and her attitude. Uh, it's another thing. You, you see someone go through something like that with a smile on their face. And yeah. Every time you ask my mom how you feeling, she go, I'm fine. Mm. And yeah, she's bald. Yeah. She she's is exhausted. Pam DeForest is a is shout a, out the bacon. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I taught her how to cook bacon in the I microwave. Remember. Oh yeah, you changed her. <laughs> when she, so when yeah. she got cancer, I felt kind of guilty. Yeah. I was like, oh no, oh no, it was me. No, <laughs> you know, she you can actually us. cook yeah. bacon in the microwave. Yeah, and yeah. what you want to do is stand real close <laughs> yeah. to the yeah, microwave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to watch yeah. it. Then I, I feel then, like then I walked off. I feel like she said, "Oh, shut up! <laughs> I'm never gonna do no, that." No, you can cook. Yeah. Then she she started cooking. Yeah. Just a just a clean bill of health, then Clark Jones. <laughs> See, this is where though I think like because I we never share anything, ever as a family, and I'm like, but we could. <laughs> well, I'm also, what do you mean? Like I've never told anyone other than you two really. Oh, okay. About my dad going through cancer, other yeah. other than like, it has to be somebody I'm really like. I told Amy Blotnick when it first happened because like, she's one of my great work friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like she's cool as hell. So I told her, and she asked about it, and then like obviously Julia and like different family members. Um, but we never said anything, but I'm sure 
the outpouring of love feels great. Like, that's where I'm like, oh, man, if we had told people, because it's still, yeah, it's still kind of, you know. You are you are a guarded person, though. I'm so guarded. It's why my social media is so calculated. <laughs> I, I never give opinions. Are, I you, never, are you maniacal? A little bit, right? Yeah, I'm insane, I think. Some, I never some, I never give any personal news on, like, the even. You don't take no controversial takes. No. And I think it's brilliant. <laughs> well, it's just a bunch of side swagger, sort of like, I'm just going to dodge that. Everybody fucks with you. <laughs> exactly. That's maniacal. Yeah, a little bit. But my goal is to like, like I, I've always been able to watch Che and Drew Michael and be like, they're pissing people off. This is fantastic. That don't work for you. It do, I couldn't do it because I need everybody on my side right now. And then once I have money, <laughs> it's maniacal. like maniacal a little bit. It's like, yeah, I need I need to build and accrue wealth in order to say my opinion. And you I'm stick with so it. worried about losing money at all times. Like through whatever. Yeah. You just you just gonna be you gonna be man, that's 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 crazy. Look at Kevin Hart though. He has opinions now. Yeah. <laughs> that's and funny. they're bad a lot of times but every single one of them is bad. Uh at times, but I mean <laughs> Jesus. He he sometimes will like switch his opinion. But I also stuff, don't but think he waited so long. I think the time right now makes you feel like you gotta share your opinion on everything. I think it's so. refreshing. We need people that are just like goofing off yeah i always joke i'm like what is your internet will's always looking at twitter it's making him laugh i'm like what, yeah. what yeah. version are you looking at <laughs> that's, how, that's, uh, yeah. a, that's how you know he's guarded because this was supposed to be a question about his dad exactly yeah, yeah somehow we started talking about social media i'm telling you it's the side it's, little side it's, step it's it's, it's <laughs> you are nothing short of a committer <laughs> you are a husband but it, uh, it's very it's very difficult to go through so it is that's why i reach out to y'all i still have a lot of like the thing i have is a great group of friends around me. Yeah. So I don't feel like uh I like I'm hurting too much when I don't tell other people. When you tell other people it does feel so amazing to like get it out and then hear like support from you guys and stuff. Okay. But I just I just have to do it more and more. What's well, also it's, a difference each person, man? Like yeah. my my mom accepted that well. Some people yeah. would be like, I'm embarrassed. I don't 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 mm. make this about like And I can tell based on recent things that of I'm not good with like attention. I just I don't like it much. So like the half hour the comes hands. out and people are like, are you gonna watch it? I'm like, I can't possibly. Please don't even talk to me about the half hour. It's so uncomfortable for me to get people talking about me. Yeah, yeah man. Like, like, no, just, no, no. Talk about yourself, please, <laughs> yeah. please, uh. please say anything. How's that? Uh, how's I'm, mom, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, let me just say this real quick. First of all, thank you guys for even uh, discussing it. It's not about us. It's not about. It's very selfless. To because uh, I hope anybody who's listening or anybody who's listening who knows somebody who needs to hear it. I don't know who needs to hear this, but uh, <laughs> you have to talk about this because people really don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. And just like knowing that you're not by yourself, I think goes a long way. I'm a positive guy. Who knows? You know what I mean? So like, I hope somebody hears what we're talking about. My mom's in, is at the start of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the really the roughest time Yeah, for me and for her and it's become I'm scared to even look when my phone buzzes a text message because I don't want it to yeah. be mm-hmm. something yeah. that yeah. I'm not trying to hear right, right now. Right, right. Yes. That's that's Calls a, are even worse. That's real. That's real. Full man. anxiety wake-ups. Yeah. Most, oh, me too. Most days, yeah. 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 <laughs> if I texted my dad and didn't hear back for like yeah. two or three hours. Oh, my God. I lose like, my oh. shit. Same. Yeah, same. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my dad. My dad's not picking up because he's not ready to tell me what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. All, yeah, that oh goes through God. my head so much. <laughs> I call and say, Justine, if you're good to so many people yep. just so they can't, just to see if they're going to say, well, you know, this happened. Or you find like bullshit to talk about and it's like yeah that you should just be i should just text 
hey, I'm worried about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most times I'm really silly or, re or really having a moment. Yeah. It's like, that's that balance again, yeah. right? Yeah. That unfortunate balance. Um, but I, I do I do thank you guys so much as friends. And, um, and I apologize to anybody who I've never been. It's different when you're going through it. I know it shouldn't be like that. You should have empathy. But I'll just say, even if I was in the right place, I'm really in a better place to deal with people dealing with things. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I know that everything's going to be what it's supposed to be. And I just what I pray for is to uh, be able to accept whatever it is. Yeah. You know? And since we're doing that, since we talked about that, we're just going to do one. We can do two rounds real quick. It was, we, we got to get out of here for the Susan G. Komen Breast Center Foundation. We play a game. It's just speed. All right. Yeah. So uh, I'll do oh, a we topic. Gonna do some speed? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do some speed. Just <laughs> two speed. rounds, real quick. Yeah. Whoever, in the name of breast cancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we well, we're gonna make a donation uh, in the name of whoever wins. So we'll just do. Actually, we only have time for one round. We're gonna do one round of speed. <laughs> Black dude speed, where I pick a category of, and we got to keep going until and saying a black dude's name until we uh until we get a winner. Okay. Right. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna do black actors. Okay. All right. So it's gonna be me, Kenny, Will, and it's quick. You gotta be quick with it. Wait. Right. Start alphabetical. No, nah, not alphabetical. Okay. Just a name. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Denzel Washington. Omar Epps. J D. Washington. Blair Underwood. Uh, David Allen Greer. Sanat Lathan. Tommy Davidson. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Oh. I didn't say black male actors. Hey. We're gonna make this real specific thing. You know we what? gotta go. All right. All right. Uh black uh politicians. Ooh. Barack Obama. Oh, Jesus. Uh, That's you out, you out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready for this? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh give us one, Kenny. Give us a quick oh, category. Uh, oh, uh black musicians. Okay. Dead or alive? Alive. <laughs> Fucked up, I got ass. Yeah. All right, uh, Jay Z, Chance the Rapper, Nas, Vic Mensa. Oh, oh, oh. the winner. We're making a donation to Susie G. Coleman Center in the name of William Austin Miles. Yeah, yeah. I'll match it. Kenny, where can they find you? At Kenny DeForest, D E F O R E S T. Will uh, at That's Mr. Instagram and Twitter. Yep. At M R Will Miles. Miles is spelled the regular way, like the measure of uh, of length. M I L E S. <laughs> a lot of people spell it with a Y. I'm like, who spelled it with a Y? M Y L E S. And people spell it with a Y. I'm like, at have you Mr. seen Miles before? <laughs> at Mr. Will Miles and at Miss Julia Rossi, your wife. And yeah. at Sashir Zameda. Uh huh. Yep. Your girl, your fiance. Correct. Well, you can find me single and ready to <laughs> jingle at the Clark Jones, T H E E Clark Jones. Uh, the podcast is at Black. At Classic Black Dude and at The Clark Jones. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining me today. We might have to break this up into two episodes, part yeah. one and two. I think that'd be sick. Yeah. Double album. Double like album. Booyah. Let's do it. Um, make sure that you like, subscribe, and comment, review. Those reviews and those uh, subscriptions, they are so crucial. Check us out on the YouTube, Classic Black Dude. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening, too, man. We'll be back. We Oh, we got into the Brooklyn Podcast Festival. Hey! So, yes, January, hell yeah, hell yeah. January 22nd, um, we'll be live from Union Hall, 10 o'clock show. Guests will be announced soon. It's going to be hilarious and fun. Brooklyn Podcast Festival. Make sure you check us out. Make sure you follow. We love you. Y'all the best. White people, did y'all even evil? We didn't get to that question. But check us out. Classic Black Dude, free on Apple Podcasts. Oh, 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 oh,